Hi, I'm Ryan Barnes. And I'm Anakin Barnes. Welcome to Season 2 of the Barnes Boys Podcast. We're both big movie fans. And we're both actors. We watch movies through different lenses. You see, my dad grew up in the 80s in a very conservative environment in California. While my son goes to a high school in fine arts school in liberal British Columbia. Each week, we watch a different movie. And discuss it from different perspectives we bring to the table. Since I've been born, CGI and quick cuts were the norm. Well, all we had were practical effects and converted theater actors. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. So here we are on our um, our, our road tour, I guess. I guess. So. <laughs> we are recording somewhere else. We're in Orlando, Florida. And, and while we were on the plane, we were struggling because... Because our introduction, which I'm sure we should have trademarked, mm-hmm. but we didn't, was used on the plane where they said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Right. And they said that about 30 times. And mm-hmm. um, Well, we don't really say flight. No, no. I think they, they were listening to our podcast, and right. I think they picked that up and just modified it for themselves. Yeah. So, um, it's because we are out and about, we... Um, it, it's quite a bit noisier here, so hopefully we can edit that, right. edit that out. But we've had a lot of hel- helicopters flying over and and some other noises, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah. But it's fun. We're yeah. yeah. So uh, how have you how have you enjoyed the trip so far? We're about halfway into into our vacation here. Um, it's a lot more humid and just heavy, damp weather. You know. Right. Right. Um, but so far, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. The The heat is definitely something that um, takes some getting used to. Yeah. You know, I, I know you, you don't remember when we when we lived in Georgia before mm-hmm. and we had that same sort of humidity, but it's 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 rough here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, do you want to get into the movie? Sure. Okay. Um, oh, that's me, isn't it? It is. So today, today, we are looking at Borat. Or the full title, which is Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, made in 2006, with a cast of Sasha Baron Cohen, Ken Davidson, and Luanel, um, directed by Larry Charles. And this is based on... Ninth, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that's, I've got an old note in there hey. from, from Fight Club. Um, but this is based off of Sasha Baron Cohen's um, Borat character, which he used to he used to have on some show. I, I don't actually know what show it was. I know a little bit about about that background, and we'll talk about that in, in a bit. Mm. But um, um, the the Rotten Tomatoes um, sum, summary is outrageous situations occur occur when Borat, a popular reporter from Kazakhstan comes to the United States to film a documentary on what makes America a great nation. Along the way, he manages to offend just about everyone he meets, fall in love with actress Pamela Anderson, and set forth on a cross-country journey to make her his wife. All right. All right, so there we go. Uh, We'll be right back with, uh, with our trivia. All right. Alrighty, so let's get into some trivia. Perfect. So something, if you've seen the movie, um, this this first trivia fact is going to be kind of funny. But if you haven't seen the movie, just stop the podcast and go watch the oh, movie. Oh yeah, of course. 
Um, so spoilers ahead. Um, but <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's inspiration from, for Borat came from a Jewish doctor. Okay, nice. Um, nice. So while vacationing in southern Russia, he, he met a doctor who he thought was hilarious and then uh, and was kind of similar mm-hmm. uh, to what Borat would become, like my, but minus the racism, misogyny, and anti-Semitism. Um, but initially, the comedic actor turned uh, to that doctor into a character named... Um, uh, I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, and so... So I think that's kind of funny, uh, right? With the kind of going along with the theme of the movie with mm-hmm. Borat not liking liking Jewish people. So I think that's kind of funny. It is. Well, he's Jewish too. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. So it, this is this is. I mean, it's a great satire on mm-hmm. um, really just making fun of of people's anti-Semitism, right? And he, he does it so well by by portraying them to be so stupid and, mm-hmm. and not even portraying. Well, I guess. His character portraying his, but his character to be so stupid, but also pulling out the ignorance of the others that show uh, mm-hmm. the avid anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, the next fact here we have is Seth Rogen and Patton Oswalt were uncredited writers for Borat. Oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it. I mean, it makes sense. Both of them are really good writers when it comes yes. to comedic movies, um, and so. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, and Peter uh, Bainham, and Dan Mazur were were the credited ones, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you have Seth Rogen, Patton Oswalt as the um, other additional writers. That makes sense because well, um, Seth Rogen he does a lot, I mean, a lot of uh, of I, he calls them Jew jokes, but yeah, uh, basically. Um, Basically, the anti-Semitism he makes fun of again yeah. makes fun of anti anti Jews mm-hmm. uh, so so much so that fits with what we saw in the movie. And a side note on Patton Oswalt since you brought him up, mm-hmm. that recently spoke to or not spoke to, recently listened to a comedy stand-up comedy bit of his, and he was talking about his trip to Orlando and how where we are right mm-hmm. now and how much he hates it and it's the worst yeah. place in the entire world. <laughs> um, yeah. So this next fact is. Um, Borat featured only five actors, included uh, including Sasha Baron Cohen. So, Ken Davidson, Davidson, I, I don't know. Right, that was the his producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Larry Charles, and uh, and the director Larry Charles uh, in his audition. Uh, Dead air, dead air, dead air. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ken, the, the producer, um, for the part of Azmat, uh, Azamat, by de- got the part by deceiving Baron, uh, Baron Cohen and the director, uh, Larry Charles, in his audition uh, where he pretended to be an immigrant who didn't speak English. Nice. Yeah. And then Luanel Campbell is a comedian and actress, and so she, she is one of the actors. Yes, she played the the uh, prostitute in Atlanta, I think. Okay, yeah. Yes, and then uh, Borat's son uh, was another one of the actors. Okay, and then um, Pamela Anderson was also in on the joke with this. So, what do you have anything about that about 
that whole Pamela Anderson scene? No, I don't. Okay, so she was in on the joke, but her security team was right. not. Okay, and so that's why they <laughs> responded like like they did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next uh, the next fact that we I have here is Sasha Baron Cohen was nearly uh, nearly killed because of his uh, during the rodeo appearance. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. the the rodeo's producer confirms that the crowd was very angry about this mm-hmm. and was quoted as saying that there would have been uh, would have been a riot and that the crew uh, would have gotten killed if they had not left when they did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and they they were uh, as soon as they were done doing their bit, they had to leave in quite the rush yeah. to do that. And I thought that as I watched it, even the first time that I that I had seen that movie, mm-hmm. I had that same impression. It's like, oh my gosh, that was that was a daring gag mm-hmm. that he was doing. Yeah. And then this final fact I have here is that a warrant was issued for Sasha Baron Cohen's arrest in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was advised to leave the state after attempting to secure a hotel room uh, secure a, a hotel room with his underwear over his pants. Two crew crew members were arrested for taking a phone, alarm clock, and and comforter from a hotel uh, intending to return them later and he spent a uh, night in jail uh, in New York and a lawyer from that point on was kept um, kept on standby for like filming <laughs> okay that makes yeah that makes sense yeah too. wow so he yeah, he really put out put himself out for his art. And we were just talking today about about Andy Kaufman who, right. who did a lot of the same things. It's it's interesting um, when you see when you see highly intelligent comedians just put mm-hmm. really uh, wanting to wanting to I don't know put a um, a I guess stand stand up to what others think and, yeah. and put their little impre- their impression on. Mm-hmm. On society or what or whatever else, right? So, right. Um, so that's so. all I have for trivia. Okay, excellent. When we're gonna switch over here in just a sec, and we're gonna hit our impressions and memories. Right. Another good strong point. Yep. Welcome back to impressions and memories. Another right. fan favorite section here. So um, I know. Because this one was your movie choice, I would be the one that should start off with, that would normally start off with impressions and memories. Yeah. But this was your first time seeing it. So yeah. I, so maybe you should start off so I don't, I don't sure. cloud your, sure. your impressions with my own. Um, I didn't know that this movie was made in 2006. Okay. I thought this, was, this movie was made a lot earlier. Okay. Like, I would say early 90s maybe all right but um because Uh, because like the the jokes the jokes of it and everything were so daring and i didn't think that it would be so close to today's time Mm -hmm. but i actually really enjoyed the movie i thought it was hilarious okay um the the liberal brain that has been slowly embedded (laughs) in my uh in me from the school that I go to and just the culture that I live in, every time something happened, there was like a small red flag that went off, but I had to like try and turn that off so I can just enjoy the movie for sure. what it was. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you knew going into it that, um, that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, or that Borat was a, a um, I don't know, a, a character, I guess. Yeah. Um, so 
when we when we talk about my talking about my impressions and memories here, I did not. Mm. I I didn't know. I um, that I, there was uh, there was some show, and I think. I think it was part of the, the Ali G show, which is another another character of of Sasha Baron Cohen's that he did on HBO, and I think Borat was was like a segment of that, but I'm not sure. I, I know that he was just like a little piece of some show, but I didn't watch it, and okay. I, didn't, I didn't know much about it at the time, and so I went to see it not knowing what it was. The the only the only scenes that like these these little clips from the trailers were, were that onesie swimsuit that he had okay, yeah. that, that green thong thing mm-hmm. and uh, and like a couple a couple quick things which to me just look like a foreigner going, um, someone that's not familiar with American customs mm-hmm. going through going through different parts of America and that's right. that's a hilarious concept to me no matter no matter what it is mm-hmm. and I am um, so I, I went to see it thinking that that was that was going to be pretty funny. Then I watched the movie from that perspective again, not knowing that yeah. that this was this was a whole character that that he created. I loved absolutely loved the fact that that they filmed it in an old like old VHS yeah. style, which is what you'd find in Eastern Europe as far mm-hmm. as as far as cameras and technologies go. Being a lot of them are are poor countries, and what the masses would would have access to are going to be discarded technology from the U.S. Right. Um, so to me, it was very believable, and it was absolutely hilarious. And and I loved, I loved um, the the fact that um, that it continued to show, um, I guess, make fun of make fun of. Uh, bigots I guess yeah you know show, showing people and bringing out their their racism or mm-hmm. their or their um, what, I forgot what the terminology is and if, if you guys hear the the screaming in the background there that would be our dear neighbors at the hotel here yeah um, but that uh, yeah it was that was my that was my impression I enjoyed it but I didn't know didn't really know what it was when right. I saw it um, I really enjoyed the first part. I guess more than the last part. I felt that the last part kind of dragged, and um, yeah, it did a bit. And it, I remember kind of dozing off in the movie theater. I'd seen mm-hmm. it again at home since then, but that's that's what I remember of that. Right. So, and then I guess another interesting perspective or impression would be when I showed this movie to my mother, to your grandmother. Oh no! <laughs> we sat and watched it, and and I absolutely loved watching her reaction to some mm. of the jokes and, and some of the, the scenes like the like the naked wrestling and all yeah. that. You know, that was um, that was interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I really did enjoy this movie. It was really it was hilarious and like like you said, the, the end kind of did drag on a bit and that's kind of where I started not really taking my much notes on it. Sure. But yeah, it was I, I think it was hilarious. Um, yeah. Okay, so then you're out of 10 score, and you're why? Out of 10 score. So he's thinking, yeah. listen to this, he's thinking. <laughs> I would probably give it about maybe seven and a half, eight. That's a high score for you. It is. Um, I had 
known very little about this movie. I I'd known more about the character than the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it, and um, I love any movie that Sasha Baron Cohen's in that I've seen. Sure. Um, and you've seen him in serious roles and comedy roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, he's always good at whatever he does. Um, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a really good actor. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, a lot of comedy movies that I watch nowadays, nowadays will like, sometimes they'll make me laugh a lot, but usually it'll, it'll get like a, like a exhale through the nose or, sure or like a little, little bit of a haha kind of thing. But this movie just kept making me laugh, along with some other small, uh, some other movies that have really made me laugh. But when when it comes to comedy movies nowadays, it's a bit harder to make me laugh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one just kept me laughing the whole time. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, great. Well, um, I think that's going to be the end of our impressions and yeah. memories. So we'll be back in just a minute with our viewpoints. All righty. Right here we go. We're gonna dive into our meat and potato. Actually, before we do that, yeah. Um, so we were talking a little bit about this trip that we're on. Mm-hmm. So when we when we were getting ready for our trip, we we had just like any big vacation, you have some shopping to do. Mm-hmm. And so Anakin, you had me buy you a something that I never thought that I would buy you. And so what what that that thing with the Adidas logo on it. Oh, okay. so okay. So to talk. To, uh, let's talk about that and why. Go ahead. Well, you. It to me, it's not really a big deal. I mean, it. It's. It's just. Um, it, it was a fanny pack, and so it. <laughs> I really don't see it as a big deal. It's. I mean, it's just a fanny pack. It's. It's convenient. It holds a lot. You can wear it on your shoulder or your as, as like a belt around your waist or anything it does all that yes <laughs> you can and you can it, it's very it's very practical it, it is practical <laughs> it's yes. really it's really practical and um i i don't know i i've seen it i've seen fanny packs i guess come back or make uh become more popular over the past couple years and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so for for me, mm. it's it's like um, it's like a rescue dog, mm-hmm. it, a, a rescue dog who who's been through all kinds of miserable things, and and you you that that dog is rescued. He goes to SPCA, and then someone adopts him, mm-hmm. and then if that rescue dog were to go back, for me, it it. I'm part of that generation that worked so hard to get out of the '80s. <laughs> we worked so hard, and then and then we see we see our children going back to that mean, abusive owner, that that, right. that fanny pack provider. <laughs> but yeah. but you said it's it's a thing now. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a trend now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, because of that, because of that, 
Um, we now offer a Barnes Boys fanny pack. We have that yeah. available for you, as well as a few other cool things. But that yeah. Barnes Boys uh, fanny pack for when you're going on vacation mm -hmm. and you're you're going about and you want to have the the convenience mm -hmm. and and what what else did you say? Practicality. The practicality. So check it out, and um, it's on BarnesBoys.ca, our website, BarnesBoys.ca forward slash store, and anything that you have on there goes into a, uh, a special a special fund for a father-son trip to, to Disneyland. So if you can support that mm -hmm. and also have a very practical okay. <laughs> a piece of apparel or anything else that you like on there. So, uh, right. so just hop on the website and um, take a look. And if there's anything that you can find useful and you want to support the Barnes Boys here, yeah. that's a great spot to do it. All right. So now let's go ahead and dive into sure. our meat and potatoes here. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Why don't you go first? Okay. I chose the movie. Sure. Sure. So Borat opens brilliantly to an old film stock uh, quality with a poor, that a poor European country would have. Mm -hmm. Like like we talked a little bit about a, a moment ago. Right. Uh, it reminds me, it makes me think a lot of this, um, this play I was directing called The Government In Inspector. And yeah. it was, uh, it was this this russian um russian play it was it was a comedy um but for the the preview for the trailer that we did for that i did the same thing is is i filmed every everything um made it look like it was really old technology and i mm -hmm. put um i put what you would see in in the 80s of this this audience you can't see me drawing this out with my fingers I apologize uh, but you see see a frame ar around it and I made it look like old VHS I added some grain to it and everything mm -hmm. and then I did subtitles in Russian for it um, but it, it looked the same thing and it was and I thought it was absolutely genius and mm -hmm. um, but uh, but that's something that they did as well is they just made it look like that that old camera that old technology was great yeah okay. Um, and they go, they go in, and they're showing Borat's house, and it's so tiny, it's mm -hmm. so compact. Right. The, the the bed, the the toilet, the sink, it's it's all just one tiny like, little room. It's like giving a house tour of a trailer. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how how big and how spacious, how wonderful his house is. Mm -hmm. But that's that's it's normal for many countries. You know, mm -hmm. we're we're in America. We've got this. Uh, we've got, or we're in Canada, I guess, normally, but we're, today we're in America. Right. Um, but we're, we're so used to, to the plenty, the plenty in the space and, mm -hmm. and not, you don't have to bunk with your nine siblings right. in one room and, and share, share a bathtub. But a mm -hmm. lot of countries don't have, don't have that sort of, I guess, wealth. Um, yeah. So it seems awful by Western standards, but it's very, very normal by by a lot of cultures that we're just not a part of. Right. So, uh, and then and then we go on and we're getting the tour of his village and it mm -hmm. shows him him doing the disco, the, the yeah. disco. He's he's dancing and it's all of these men dancing together. And that's again another thing in right. in other countries is you, you don't have women. You're not dancing with women. If you want to dance, you're <laughs> you're going to dance with with other men because right. you can't dance with the women if uh if you dance with a single woman, then she's going to be stoned for uh, for being a whore. And if right. you're, uh, you don't dance with another man's wife, and mm -hmm. so it's it's a lot of a lot of subtle subtle pieces that that he does in this introduction video. And there's so much more behind it. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
Uh, that's all I have while he's still in Kazakhstan. And then next, uh, oh no. I have a lot of like things that I I noticed while he's yeah, giving ahead. the tour of Kazakhstan. Um, they they had the, the town rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Vito is a town rapist. Yeah, and uh, he's pulled by not a horse. Like mm-hmm. it shows that it looks like he's being pulled in a carriage by a horse, but then it pans out and it's being pulled by a woman. <laughs> that was that was interesting. And then the the kindergarten, um, <laughs> the children's toys were guns. <laughs> right, AK forty seven. Right, and then. Um, the, the town mechanic was also the town abortionist. <laughs> um, uh, his sister, number four prostitute. Um, and there's a cow in, the, in his house at yes. the very end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, so, there's so much in there. And I, you, were, you didn't know what you were getting into with this movie. And right. so it just opens up to this. And it was like, I saw it, like an overwhelming onslaught of, of comedy for you that just about broke you. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, and then, like like in Spain, there's the running of the bulls. Here, there was the running of the Jew. And then my immediate um, note after this is, um, this movie wouldn't go over well today, or uh, or did it not even go over well then? But thinking, I was thinking that this movie was made in the '90s, but then I um, then I find out it was made in 2006. Mm-hmm. I'm I thought, how did this not how did this go over well? Sure, sure. Um, well, there, um, there was, there was a lot of controversy mm-hmm. over, over this movie, and a lot of people who thought that Borat was a real person and not a yeah. character, and didn't realize that that the creator of this was Jewish, and so, right. and so there were a lot of people kind of like, um, you know, the 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 white knights or snowflakes that we call yeah. them now, the people that are. That are getting offended on behalf of other people's cultures. Yeah, you know there are a lot of people saying no, this this is anti-Semitic and and this is anti-Jew and and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be um, putting this kind of stuff out there, not realizing that it was satire. Right, and, and he was making fun of you know yeah. that he's Jewish and so yeah he he understands he's he's seeing the mm-hmm. other side of that yeah and he's making fun of that and even thinking of like. Uh, this how this movie wouldn't go over well today. I'm pretty sure Sasha Baron Cohen thought that, and then released part two of this movie last year. Right, right. Yeah. Or in 2019. Yes. Okay. That is a helicopter, dear folks. One of the many helicopters flying over our head. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I have a note here that says humans only, but I don't remember what that was for. Humans only. Um, oh, that was he was talking to the rapist again. He said, uh, "Oh, right, yeah." As he was leaving, yeah, he said, uh, "He said, uh, hum- I don't remember what he said, but he said uh, humans only, giving him a warning about if he's going to rape, only rape humans this right. time." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, uh, yeah, my next my next shots are, are my next scenes are in New York here. Oh wait, I have a lot more. Uh, I, I have a couple more. Yeah, go for it. In Kazakhstan. Uh, he says, I go to America. Well, <laughs> for this podcast, we go to America. We go to America! Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the cars are pulled by horses, and mm-hmm. um, and his wife hates him, and all of that. Like, th- these are just, like, small notes that I, I'm 
not really sure how much to speak on because I can't really sure. think of anything to speak on. <laughs> well, all right then. All right then. Um, so once we get to New York, mm-hmm. um, he, we start off on the subway. And yeah. what I've noticed is there are a lot of those, what, what are those cameras called that they put in cars um, for filming? Dash cams? Uh, no, not dash cams. Um, they use them like uh, the Office Ladies podcast. They talk about them a lot. Mm. But they're, they're these tiny little tiny little cameras that you just highlight, highlight all, all around the cars. Um, so they, they use a lot of that mm. in in this, on this, actually throughout throughout the movie because they're wanting the real people, real reactions, and they want real reactions. And if you see a camera, right. then you're not going to, you're going to know that something's going on. You're expecting yeah. something. So they have a lot of these tiny little hidden cameras everywhere in pub- public. Mm. Um, then he gets to, when he gets to his hotel room, right. he pulls out his cologne and it's got that radioactive logo on right. it. <laughs> um, going, going, back to the subway and just kind of the theme of this movie is that these are real people that he's interacting with which was I kind of knew about it mm-hmm. um, from just reading about stuff for the second one sure for the second movie but um, for I didn't realize that the entire this entire movie was interactions with real people and how much oh, these people will be thrown off by this and just right annoyed how to see how annoyed like these new yorkers get and um <laughs> i think one of the funnier scenes um in new york was him pulling out the chicken on the train yeah <laughs> the chicken running running around like crazy yeah I, yeah, that was a that was a funny gag that ran through it is that chicken was absolutely everywhere it kept mm-hmm. it in the drawer in the hotel yeah um so that that actually leads into to my next joke too is he he is using his and I'm sure there's a better word for this but he is using his foreignness right. to to get away with these jokes is mm-hmm. because you many times um, culturally you, you when you talk to somebody with with a strong accent or that's obviously from somewhere else mm-hmm. you give them a lot more leeway because the assumption is that they're from a different culture right. and so they just don't they just don't know know any better which which on you know that's a that's a double-edged sword there because right. on one hand um you you give someone leniency for not fitting in i guess mm-hmm. for for the, these cultural sins i guess for lack of a better term yeah um which is which is great and that's nice and that's polite. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it is a bit. Uh, I, I hate to use this word because it's overused so much, but um, I, I don't want to say racist, but it's 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 more of uh, it's discriminatory to to believe that that somebody just doesn't doesn't have manners or right. or is rude or whatever just because they're they're from somewhere else and their their poor culture doesn't know any better yeah um it's like um it's like to me it's it's similar to letting somebody get away with with being a jerk just because they're on crutches or in a wheelchair or something like that you know it's it's not treating it's not treating um somebody as as equal to you because they're they're foreign right i guess and um but in in this in this case i I really don't know if he's using that to make a political statement or if he's just using that 
to be able to get away with his jokes. Yeah. But it, he does use it that way very well. It does, yeah. Um, and, like, we've seen throughout this movie with, um, kind of going back on your point of, like, really not letting people get away with, like, being rude or anything, like, uh, or being a jerk, who, if they're, like, in a wheelchair or on crutches or mm-hmm. something like that. I, I see it as, like, people don't want to, like, people let them get away with that because it's, like, you you feel a little bit of sympathy for them because they're they're in a wheelchair or something. Sure. They're, like, their life is already hard enough. They're kind of just fighting back or right. whatever. Right, um, And I kind of see that the same thing with foreigners is that, um, like, some of these things that... Um, that you that you see see in this movie is that some people are like more like accepting they're, they're not accepting but they're more okay with it kind of of what uh, Borat is doing is because oh he's from a foreign country this is what their culture could be like so he could just be doing sure. like a cultural thing for him that he's not used to that's not here right yeah right um let's see my next, my next note here, sorry, it said the jokes, jokes are, are multi-layered, mm. and I absolutely love that about about this movie. Yeah, um, he's while he's doing telling the joke, and it's not joke so much like you would see at, at a comedy store, but yeah. but doing doing the the scene, the the joke of the scene or whatever, or doing just talk, pay. yeah, talking talking about a commentary on something, but while he's telling a joke. The assumptions are made that uh, everybody's on the same page for the joke. Yeah. For instance, like um, like he's talking about his retarded brother, yeah. who is obviously in a cage because that's where you keep where you would keep a, a retarded brother. Right. And and that obviously women have smaller brains, so he's he's telling this joke just with all of these assumptions in place. Yeah. And so so there are just so many layers to these jokes, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is 100% my favorite type of comedy mm. and and it's off, it's often hard to keep up with um, but um, but when you do it, it's it's it keeps me laughing the entire time right. okay and I uh, I use that from time to time I'll, I'll make a I've actually gotten in, into trouble before because I've, I've made comments like that uh, mm-hmm. uh, a, a good friend of mine he he um, well, I'll, I'll shorten the story for the sake of the podcast, but the I when I was young, actually about about your age, is is when I started uh, started ad- adapting this humor because I love these multi multi layer jokes, and mm. so I would I would say things um, like I would tell tell a story, and then it would be about uh, about a, a pregnant woman um, calling saying that she's just fat and obviously she's not fat she's pregnant that's mm-hmm. the difference but i would move on to get to the punchline with these multi multi-layer jokes and 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 the the assumption is that everybody knows that the things that i'm saying are completely opposite of of mm-hmm. are that the the actuality is completely opposite of what i'm saying and i would assume that that people were staying with me on that but a lot of times people would get hung up because they they thought that I was serious or, right. or not no, and so I I got myself into a lot of trouble because mm. I would be telling these these multi layered jokes or saying saying things, and and my 
my audience was not keeping up with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, so there was a, they, um, they started, the, the next scene in, in here is when he's talking to the feminist groups. That feminist right. group. Yeah. And, and he uses a lot of his multi-layered mm-hmm. jokes in there. Um, he's saying things like, uh, uh, again, uh, like women have a smaller brain. And even though women have a smaller brain, you whatever. And then he's going to get to the to the joke. But yeah. then there's that layer in right. there. Um, but he's talking about talking about Baywatch um, and mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson. So Baywatch was a really, really big deal in the 90s. Okay. Um, there's a story uh, I have the story about I, I went on this date with this with this girl first first and only time that, that I went on this date and mm-hmm. my uh, my friends uh, Jason and Brian they, they knew this girl and I did not know her at all I just met her she's kind of cute okay mm-hmm. whatever so I ask her out I tell them about it and they they said have fun whatever okay mm-hmm. so I, I go on this date and it's not not having a great time. Whatever, I take her back to her place and uh, and then she uh, she says, "Hey, do you mind if I uh, if I feed my son real quick?" Which I thought was weird because it was like ten ten thirty at night. So right. Okay, number one, you have a son. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> then why are you waking up to feed him? So she puts Baywatch on for me. Um, which I hadn't, I actually hadn't watched until that point. So he, she puts Baywatch. But the thing about Baywatch, why it became so popular, mm-hmm. was from the scantily clad lifeguards, uh, okay. both guy, guys and girls wearing very, very little, and they, it was the most sexualized show that was on at that mm. time. So she puts Baywatch on for me. Then she goes and gets her son, brings back her son, who's about two and a half years old, okay. lifts up her shirt, pulls out her boob, and oh, starts wow. to breastfeed her two and a half year old son on a first date in front of me. Now, this might divide the audience here because some of you might might say, "Hey, breastfeeding is very normal, right. and uh, and there's nothing wrong with it." Some of you might say that's really weird. I'll tell you, I'm on the really weird side. Not breastfeeding in general, mm-hmm. but maybe breastfeeding your two and a half year old son in front of somebody who you hardly know on a first date while putting on the most sexualized show right. at that time. Yeah, it was a really weird and awkward experience, and I could not get out of there fast enough. And then when I went and told my friends about mm-hmm. said person uh, and the date, they both laughed hysterically, <laughs> saying, "Yeah, we would have warned you, but." Uh, we wanted to hear this story afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's totally normal, but everything else just combined with that just makes it a really awkward situation to be in. It was so awkward. Yeah. I just wanted to go. Yeah. I just wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. But while, back to the movie, while he's talking to them, he's, he's saying the, these what would be considered really sexist terms. He's mm-hmm. saying, like, give me a smile, baby, and calling him Pussycat. It's right. the veteran feminist group. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> totally, totally, in, by their standards, insulting them mm-hmm. and, and, and degrading them. And he's, he's using, going back to what we said a little bit ago, he's using that foreignness to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in that scene, they got, like, really mad, and they just told him to leave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next scene after that is the, the comedy coach scene. Yes. yes. That, oh my goodness, that was so funny. 
<laughs> um, uh, when I was reading through the trivia facts, I was I read that the 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 comedy coach, for, uh, like, he wasn't in on it, but he figured it out halfway through. Okay. And but he just kept with it because he uh, he thought it would be um, good for his business because sure. he knew that he was being recorded and okay. he figured out that it was like a bit. Yeah. So he was like, might as well go with it so I can get get some publicity. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, that whole that whole scene of explaining like the not jokes that later on became famous for that reason, I assume. No, it it was a thing. It was we, it yeah. was they were not jokes were used when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So he was just trying to explain the Yeah. Um but I think uh the way that people say it now could be either just from knowing it or from Borat. Okay. Yeah. Um Let's see. I, my next note is the driver instructor. Yeah, that's instructor. mine too. Okay, what yeah. do you got for the driver instructor there? I, I, I just really liked the scene. It was mm -hmm. so funny. And it, it he kind of just reminded me of a, a patient old, kind of patient middle-aged man mm -hmm. who's just, who's set on his ways with like what he thinks about um, what could now be political things. But he... It's his job to deal with every member of the public since he's a driving coach. So it's like, I kind of just have to be okay with it. But it was just funny the way he kept, uh, Borat just kept pushing that guy's limits. Right, right. He, um, I thought out of all of the different people that, that Borat interacted with, uh, at least that, that they showed on, mm -hmm. in the movie that the driving instructor handled it the best yeah. out of out of any of them. He he was he just took, you know, this this crazy weird guy's uh, mm -hmm. personality and just went with it. Like, will you be my boyfriend? Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll be your boyfriend, you know, right. whatever. That's he, kind of what I was trying to say. He he deals with so many people in the public. He kind of just has to roll with it and he handles everything so well. Yeah. Yeah, he um and then by by contrast our our next scene is the the car salesman salesman and that that made me cringe as as part of like oh my gosh this is this is this is a side of humanity that that I hate that that we're seeing which that, so the car sale so he asked he asked the uh, car salesman um, if I were to plow into a, a crowd of Jews oh how, yeah uh, would it would it kill him and then he said well no and then he said if I how fast would I have to go and they said well you could you if you uh, just go up to this speed, whatever, then then it would kill him, and then and then he was asking about uh, about the amount of damage to the car, and then he, I mean, all he's wanting to do is get the sale, and so he doesn't yeah. he doesn't care about the humanity side of what he's right. trying to do with him. And I, I was thinking about that scene. I understand that he will do whatever he can to make a sale, mm -hmm. but. How did that man not get fired for what he said? Yeah, with he, this being documented, sure. and he might have too. I, I, yeah. I wonder how many people did lose their mm -hmm. jobs from this. Yeah, but I mean, ethically speaking, it's it's something that it's a huge part of uh, the downside of any sort of um, any sort of, I guess, commission mm -hmm. or a commission sales. Um, is you you will often not not obviously not everybody right but you will often run into people who who will do anything for the sale and mm -hmm. and 
and you you lose the, those that integrity you, you lose those ethics right uh, and that's that's the part to me that that I'm like oh why did they sh- why did they show this guy in the beginning as a mm-hmm. representation of America yeah uh, um, the I have I have two notes that I can't figure out what I what it was referencing when I wrote this down. First one was la 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 behind. I think that might have been during the driving instructor scene. La la la. Oh, I remember la la la. Um, he was shouting at the window. Yeah. Um, he was shouting at that somebody that cut cut him off. Um, la 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 be. I don't remember. Neither do I. I don't remember. And then Corvette or Hover, Hummer with Shave down below during the auto sales scene. Yes. But I, I don't remember what that was about. He's, he, um, he said, okay, this now we're going to go PG-13 there. <laughs> but um, he said uh, he's looking for a car with a... And then, oh, right. And then he said, um, what kind of car do I, that I, do I need... That will get a girl that shaved down below, okay, and, then, yeah. and then he said, "Well, that would be a Corvette." And <laughs> so yeah. going along with the the um, bit of lost integrity with the car salesman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note is at the rodeo. I'm not sure where you're at. Uh, mine is at the Pride Parade. Pride I think parade. It was before before, yeah, it was the, before rodeo. the rodeo. Yeah, the. I can't even remember that scene. It felt like so long ago. We've been so busy this past I know week. It. I know it. It's it, it's been crazy. Um, I can't even remember what happened, but I know it was funny if I wrote it down. The pride parade. So uh, so he he said he went to an uh, an American parade or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. And it was in I believe it was in New Orleans. Um, and then it was uh, it was a pride parade. So he's dancing with. Yeah. Uh, with these guys and, and he meets these guys and then he brings them back to the hotel room. Oh, right, right. Does that help? No, I'm just remembering it. I, I It's so hard for me to talk about something I, I'm having trouble remembering, but mm-hmm. it, I'm having, I'm like remembering some bits and pieces about it. Um, but not really much to talk about, but I know it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then, oh, he met a man with a, Oh, I don't even want to say this. Um, so we'll just describe it as a large rubber fist. No, not oh, even. Yeah. No, not that. This is this is more of a like a racially driven thing. Um, he was talking about he met a man with a genuine chocolate face, no makeup. Oh yes. That. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's it's uh, quite this uh, quite the line mm-hmm. that. Um, definitely would not go over well but well it wouldn't have gone over then i mean no. we're we're looking at how we often talk about how culture has progressed but but even then it wasn't mm-hmm. uh, it's not something that uh that you would say but no. but there again he's playing on his his foreignness because in kazakhstan yeah. you wouldn't find a black person no um so um so, are, are we up to the radio? Radio. I am. Yeah. Okay. So something that you w- you wouldn't know because you were two years old when this when this came out is at at the time 
Bush was very unpopular. President okay. Bush was very unpopular because of because of the war, uh, not in the U.S. but in other countries. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of countries did not like how America was was handling the the Iraq War and mm-hmm. everything that happened in 9/11. Uh, I'm sorry, Afghanistan, not not okay. Iraq. Iraq was in the nineties, um, but um, the war in the Middle East was. You, know, you get used to that on CNN, and and um, that's where many countries really started to hate Americans. So we've talked we've talked before about how it's a lot easier to travel mm-hmm. as Canadians than it right. is as Americans, and that's the reason why is mm-hmm. it, it mostly happened right there at, at yeah. that time in history. So he goes to the rodeo, and and he's um, he's again using his foreignness, and he's he's talking about we we uh, we love your president Bush and his and his war of terror. He says war of terror um, using his foreignness because mm-hmm. what was advertised not advertised but it was pushed all over CNN and the news mm-hmm. is President Bush's war on terror. So he's doing a play of words there. Right. And so it's war of terror, um, and then I had a note there, but you had already covered that earlier. Is mm-hmm. how, how horribly dangerous it was what he did at the, at yeah. the rodeo. And and uh, from what I saw of like the people that he interacted with at this rodeo was like just a lot of hatred towards foreigners from the Middle East was very harsh after the events of nine eleven. It was, yeah, and that that was just. It was interesting to see that because I had had an idea about people from like the southern eastern part of the states. Okay. Of like, typically not everybody, but like typically you see more um, discriminatory and racist towards that white people are towards other other like other people okay. who, who aren't white and so I, and I had an idea that there there's a mix of that of like very very much hatred towards those people uh, of people people of color and then a it's either a love or a hate really that I I kind of had an idea with but it was very interesting at this rodeo to see at that time what people were really like and it was very very harsh mm-hmm. it was and well i mean let's be clear racism is everywhere in the world yeah every country every culture right there is racism there but but yes what what he was pointing out by doing this segment and making mm-hmm. and doing this part of the movie was the the um uh over the top racism that you do find in the south mm-hmm. um and again, it's not everybody, but it's everywhere. Right. Um, so, my my next note is is when he went to the yard sale and and the assumption that they're all gypsies. Oh right. <laughs> I thought that was funny because mm-hmm. because yes, that's traditional gypsy thing is is gypsies with these traveling caravans and then mm-hmm. they they sell stuff and then they move on. Right. And uh, he just kept calling the lady gypsies and I want your tears and all that. Right. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I wrote this, how in the world did he buy a bear? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, I didn't look into this, so I don't know what, if, if there's like... What was that after? He was saying, uh, he, he was trying to buy like 
something to protect him. Oh, he was trying to buy a gun. Yes. And and then he was trying to buy a gun, and then the guy wouldn't sell it to him because he was an American citizen. And he's like, "Is there anything I can buy?" And then the next scene, he has a bear. Right. <laughs> where? Right. How? Where did he buy a bear? How did he get a bear from the guy with the guns? So okay. So actually, let, let's back up just a little bit with that. Okay. Um, in Canada, um, what we hear a lot mm-hmm. is how how easy it is for people to to get a gun. Right. And the, as as liberal as Sasha Baron Cohen is, and the liberal uh, points that that he's making, I guess in this movie. He doesn't show that it's easy to buy a gun. He says mm-hmm. that he that he can't get a gun, and that's actually the reality. There, there's a there's a lot of things in, in the news that's and a lot of things that people read on Facebook and everything that mm-hmm. is a distortion or or the truth is twisted. But right. you can't just go and get a gun. Yeah. Um, as as much as as much as people in other countries like to think that's what it's like in America, it's mm-hmm. it's not. There are the 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 running joke for Canadians um, about America is like, oh, you could just walk into Walmart and buy a gun. Well, because Walmart has a selling license to yes. sell guns, but also there's a store in Canada called Canadian Tire. You can walk <laughs> into Canadian Tire and buy hunting rifles. Yeah. You can just walk into Canadian Tire and buy. a um, we'll buy a gun. Well, you have to have a license for that, and it's really hard to get. You have to have a license in the states, and right. it's really hard to get. Right, you have to right, go through right. the process. Right. It's, it's it might be a bit. The process might be a bit looser sometimes, sure. but it there's still a process. You, nobody can just walk in and buy a gun. Yeah, and we hear that we hear that because we're in Canada. But um, yeah. I've heard from other friends who live in other countries the same thing. Is mm-hmm. this this idea that uh, that guns are, are everywhere and you just go to the you know you go to the dollar store and you right. get a gun kind of thing and, and that's not that's not what it's like mm-hmm. not at all so anyway um and then my next note is is the etiquette etiquette coach i didn't even know that was a thing i i'd heard about it but i guess it makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> um my next note is um I, I would pay for that for a lot of people if there were like government right. there was government funding for that <laughs> I would happily increase my, my taxes a, the, the the etiquette coach and the dinner party cut in between each other correct yes correct so my next note was on the um, on the dinner party and it says that the dinner party is just as awkward as the one um, the episode from the office yeah even more awkward right the dinner party episode yeah yeah and he he pushed and he pushed to find mm. where their line was. Yeah, and he he started slow and then he just kept taking it up right. and taking it up until he found there. And then it and then he got to the point where the pastor said, "Okay, no, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Thanks for a good evening." And, yeah, and then uh, he's like, "Are we? Uh, can I invite my friend for?" Dis- I think it was when the prostitute showed up. Yes. Everybody started leaving. Yes, and then then he asked if. Uh, he could invite her. Absolutely not. No, no. So. Right. That, that, oh, that, that, I felt bad for those people at the party because they're just trying to have a party. They're right. trying to welcome in a foreigner to America. Right. Teach, teach them about their culture and stuff. And they were being so polite and so, um, they're, they're doing with it so well, and then all of a sudden, it just got too much for them. That's the part that I didn't appreciate as mm-hmm. much in this movie. Um, 
what you know I, I like it when he's when he's when he's pulling out people's people's racism their xenophobia mm-hmm. and their bad characteristics I hate the fact that they have him mm-hmm. but it doesn't bother me that that uh, that he's doing that and right. he's making fun of that but when when people are just trying to to be nice and welcome like you said just mm-hmm. welcome a foreigner and and they're getting made fun of and all that because of that I yeah I, I feel like that's that's a bit of a yeah a line that I don't appreciate as mm. much. I, I on the other hand, thought I felt bad for them, but I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> um, especially because they had no idea what was right. going on. Right, and I, I hope I hope that they found the humor in it afterwards. Yeah. And like when he went to use the bathroom and he came back with it in the bag, and then mm-hmm. and then she had to show him how to flush it down the toilet. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the, when he came out with it, and she's like, oh oh, and she's like she. Grabbed it for a second. She didn't realize what it was, and then she did, and she's like, "Oh no!" no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, my next note was the naked fight that he had with his producer. Yeah, that's that's one of my my last notes because um, again, we had talked about how mm-hmm. this movie kind of started drawing out since kind of around that part. Yes. My one of my last notes is that the the commitment for these actors mm-hmm. was intense my only note says wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like i i get the fight in the hotel room like Mm -hmm. it's it's hilarious both of them are just naked and they're fighting right and then they go out into the hall i'm like where is this gonna go and then they went to the (laughs) lobby i'm like oh no (laughs) nobody knew what was happening right right that was uh that was i so that was the most interesting scene to watch with my mother when we watched right. those together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that's quite, quite the scene. Right. Um, after, that, after that, he gets picked up. He's hitchhiking and gets picked up by these, these frat boys in, a, yes. in an RV. Another, another one of the trivia facts that I, I'd seen, I, I didn't want to like, write them all down. Sure, go ahead. And if like, I would mention them yeah. later on. But... They didn't. It didn't say which two, but two of those frat boys sued. Uh, sued. Um, I think the production company or whatever. They sued something, mm-hmm. someone, because of this movie. Sure. Because, oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, it it showed them who they are for right. who they are, but it doesn't. A lot of people don't want to be seen for who they are. Right. You know, that sh- that showed publicly something that they thought was private and. Yeah. And as much as as much as I don't like their um, their stance I guess or, like or what who, they were saying. who they are or what yeah. they were saying they're, they're, they were right to do that to, yeah. to sue I think but taking that out of it I mean mm-hmm. those those kids were such an embarrassment to America yeah just thinking of thinking of how much people don't like America anyway and then and then Borat showing that this is a representation of American mm-hmm. college frat boys like oh my god Gosh, right. such a horrible, horrible embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, it's it's in. And my, <laughs> I just know it's really weird to review this movie because most it's mostly real people and not actors. Yeah. And so it's it's not like I mean with these college kids with those people at the at the dinner party and everything, it, it, 
you can't pick apart acting, right. you can't pick apart directing or camera right. shots or whatever, whatever. It's just, it's just like watching, I don't know, just like reality TV. You can't really... It is, but it's, it's real people and this is who they really are, but they're in a situation that they've never been in, right. never prepared for or anything. It's, it's really hard so. to just like pick apart this movie mm-hmm. without restating the things we've already said, like... This he's testing boundaries and it's really funny or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so after after all of this, um, Borat is looking for for hope, some purpose. He, he falls mm-hmm. asleep in front of a church and then he wakes up and it, it is a, <laughs> it is a church. So he goes in and it's a Pentecostal convention. So for me, I I grew up in this environment and mm. it was all very familiar to me. Yeah. Um, but I could see how it'd be very strange and foreign to anyone who hasn't been around it. Yeah, uh, it, the the Pentecostal convention kind of reminded me of oh, what's what's that uh, movie with Steve Martin? Oh, Leap of Faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that, and I thought, is it one of those fake ones? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I I just couldn't tell because my only. Um, my only idea or what's it called the, the the association so yes association with Pentecostal conventions was from the movie Leap of Faith okay and so any Pentecostal convention that I see is like oh okay that's that's more of what Leap of Faith was mm-hmm. so I I grew up um, uh, going to you know, I grew up going to church, and the church I was at was uh, was it wasn't quite a Pentecostal church, but mm-hmm. it, but it was heavily influenced by, by Pentecostal churches. Right. And then um, my my dad had had taken taken me or taken the family to a lot of different Pentecostal churches and and events, and we'd drive mm-hmm. we you know, we'd drive to San Francisco or whatever for some big okay. speaker or whatever. And, um, so this is, this is stuff that, like I said, that, that I grew up with. And to me, when I, when I, the first time I saw this movie and I watched this scene, I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, okay, that's just normal. That's just normal. Yeah. Um, since then, since 2006, where I haven't been going to a Pentecostal church, um, or, or a more, yeah, anyway, yeah. a, a, a church similar to that now I see that uh, that a lot of things a lot of things in there a lot of things that were, were happening no someone who's never been to that would mm-hmm. be like what in the world are they doing right and, and so and then again Sasha Baron Cohen being Jewish that I could see how that would be something that he'd want to make fun of yeah uh, not not understanding what it is what it means to some people mm-hmm. um, and it's you know I'm not a person who gets sensitive to someone making fun of my religion. Right. If I, I just ask that the jokes be funny. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh at myself very easily. I'll laugh at the things I believe very easily because, mm-hmm. because if it's funny, if it's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, and then we move on to what you had already spoke of earlier was the Pamela Anderson kidnapping. Right. Where she she being in on the joke, um, but her her staff was not, and so, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so it was 
It was a good movie. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, any other final thoughts here? Um, not really, besides that. I, I really enjoyed this movie, really not knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. which uh, really made me feel like the, the subjects of this film, not knowing what to expect. Right, right. Um, but... I, it was a really good movie. There were there were some things that kind of red flagged in my head, but I mean, I as long as you know it's a joke, I really don't see. Well, I was gonna say as long as you know it's a joke, I don't really see a problem. But like some jokes, you really just can't make. Mm-hmm. Um, but but okay. So what do you mean? Some jokes you can't make. Let's let's talk about that because we get real on this podcast. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, as as a society, we we're we're progressing and realizing that there there are jokes that have been made in the past that you really can't make anymore. Mm-hmm. Like more. We a lot of people try and stay away from racially driven jokes that don't really pertain to a race that you're a part of, mm-hmm. um, or jokes about um, disability or homophobia or any or mm-hmm. like towards the LGBTQ community unless um, unless you're joking about someone specifically. Like my, uh, I have a couple I have a good amount of friends who are part of the LGBTQ community and I'll make I'll make some jokes but I make I make a lot of jokes to to my friend because he knows their jokes um and like you she says as long as they're funny I'm okay with it and he laughs with it um he's 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 transgender so I I poke fun at that and a lot of his other close friends poke fun at that and he's okay with it because we're we're making fun of him. He makes the same jokes and everything, mm-hmm. and like it's okay. But to to say to say the jokes that I say to him to someone who is transgender that I don't even know, it it's I don't really see it as okay being okay to make. Okay. Um. So. I think just I don't even know where I'm getting here. It's like it's like like Michael Michael Scott says. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't even <laughs> don't know where it's going. Don't know where it's going. I yeah. just hope that something's gonna form here. But I I some some jokes are really what I'm saying is some jokes are okay to make and some jokes aren't. And so. Um, watching this movie it 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 really draws and steps over its own line sometimes okay but that's really what i think i i still thought it was a good movie and i thought i thought it was really funny sure um so we we as we said in the introduction of of uh this episode and every episode yeah is we're looking at this from two different viewpoints right and i I come from a, I have a very different viewpoint of that. Mm-hmm. Um, of, I think you could and should joke about everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what you're a part of. I think I think that drawing those lines that that if you're not 
part of whatever, then you shouldn't make fun of it. I think that's what what is intensifying the racism, intensifying the divide. Mm. Um, you know, like like you, I've got friends of, of different different religions, different nationalities, right. uh, different races, different genders, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and the close. Um, the, the friends that, that we make fun of the differences of each other yeah like uh, like I'll make uh, make Muslim jokes to my Muslim friend and right. he makes he makes Christian jokes uh, about mm-hmm. me and and there's nobody closer I, I've got a, a, another another, yeah. another friend Adele I, I know you've heard me talk about Adele a lot and um, and you know I rarely talk to him now because I don't talk to anybody anymore but mm-hmm. uh, but he's one of my closest friends he I, he's black and I make black jokes about him he makes white jokes about me and right. that's re- but we have this real friendship because yeah. because it's it's respect and and whether and it doesn't matter if you if you know the person mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not if you're if you don't have malicious intent if you're not trying to be hurtful then you should be able to to make right. jokes about about others that you don't fit in that demographic as yeah. long as you know make make it even you know joke about your your own demographic as well as mm-hmm. other demographics because to me that brings equality yeah and not not the segregation yes i i i agree with that don't as long as it's not like negatively driven not mm-hmm. there's no malicious intent behind it and there's no like um, there's no, there's no negativity behind it. It's not like, <laughs> again, I don't even know where this is going, yeah. but if it's, if it's a mutual, if it's like mutual joke making, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's a back and forth, it, I, I see it as it's okay to do that and it's also good to know where their line is of where you can make those jokes because sometimes you can make a, a joke about something um, and actually kind of offend them and it's yes it, that's where you you should know where that is and but that's a, that's also a personal choice too yeah. whether you're going to allow yourself to be offended by something that's that's joke or whether you're just taking everything too seriously mm-hmm. or get overly offended by by other things uh, that that really shouldn't be offensive because it's not personal right and that's that's the thing is it's, it's not personal mm-hmm. you know you, if if there's a joke out there about uh, about Italians having uh, having really nice cars and really nice home but wear really cheap knockoff jewelry that's true that's, yeah. that's I mean that that's how that's how we are. I see that. I, I, I picture these family dinners that, that we had and mm-hmm. and my and my aunts and cousins and everything. They they're just like that. And that was a joke that was something pointed out to a black by a black comedian. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I laughed because it is true. Mm-hmm. You know, just like um, you know, I'm I'm not going to go into it, but 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 there are plenty of these of things like that. I wasn't offended by that. I wasn't saying mm-hmm. hey. Hey, you're saying that because I'm Italian, I'm cheap, and I can't afford real jewelry. But there are people who take it like that, right. and they take something personally that was made mm-hmm. to be, to be just a um, a an observation, a, a right. um, statistical observation. Um, okay. So yeah. that's that's the difference. Anyway, ooh, that just got real serious, real yeah. bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, and we'll uh, not 
really not that I can think of. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be back and let you know what we're gonna wa- what we're gonna watch next week, so you could watch it ahead of time. Send us your questions or your thoughts from our website, and then uh, we'll be able to address them in the show. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening to the Barnes Boys. All right. What are your uh, What are your memories on Borat? Did Did we miss anything important? Let us know at Barnes and also. If you want to buy some of our stuff and help support us, get uh, support us and get us to go on these fun trips, um, you can find us at the same website www.barnesboys.ca. Thank you for joining us as uh, we continue our season two. Be prepared for next week's episode of The Legend of Billy Jean. Watch our movie before the podcast and send us your comments and questions to our website. Um, and our theme music is written by Ryan M. Barnes, and you can go find him at www.silvertooth.org. Have a great week. <laughs>